You are watching Weird, where horror, science fiction, and fantasy authors Alan Gamboa, Scott Baker, Rich Rostucci, and Hadley Thorne review movies old and new streaming on your favorite services. Go grab your popcorn, Coke, and rotten tomatoes. It's going to be weird. Happy Thursday, Weirdlings. This is Hadley Thorne, and I'm here for Weird Realities with Rich Rostucci and Mr. Henry Tully. We are a little bit wild and crazy tonight. Scott Baker and Alan Gamboa have fled the scene. They're doing their own things with their family, and we're just going to be here for a little bit just to talk and um, talk about some current events. How about that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Guns, not... ammo, and Ukraine. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot happening. Uh, honestly, I can't believe the fight that, that the Ukrainians have put up against what I thought was an incredibly superior Russian force. And these these people are going out there with sticks and stones and fighting tanks and, and winning. They're shooting helicopters down and destroying ML, MLRS systems. Um, it's pretty amazing. I saw a guy uh, pushing, uh, pulling a tank down the street with his tractor. He's trying to steal it. There's some tough you know? people, aren't they? Yeah, man. He, uh, hi, Linda. He, this, this one guy, he's like, yeah, screw these Russians, man. And he, he hooked his, his, um, his tractor up to, uh, it was either an LAV or a tank or something. And, um, it had run out of fuel. And he's like, this is now mine. And he took it away. <laughs> now he's got a tank parked in his, in his barn. <laughs> I I think, uh, this, this is way off topic, but somebody was showing like a vintage backhoe on YouTube and then pans over. So you see the claw like hanging into the ground and then it pans over and the backhoe is in a pond. Like that. <laughs> and that reminded me, I saw a video from Ukraine where um, they had tried to move a tank over like a homemade bridge and it fell over, flipped over into a river. And all you can see is like a thing sticking up out of the water. <laughs> I saw a gentleman, a Ukrainian gentleman, carrying like one of those um, Claymore mines across the street. He had just picked it up and was just carrying it off. He had no shirt on and like this, this like kind of rugged jacket and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And I, I thought, Viva Ukraine! <laughs> oh man, oh, they're so tough people. You might be able to think of some practical applications of uh, Claymore in your everyday life. <laughs> oh sure, like hey, like us in the garage or something. Yeah, it's, uh, figuring out a Jackson Pollock painting with uh, <laughs> some, some bad, bad paints. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just I think they have um, innumerable uh, intestinal fortitude. They're uh, amazing in, in what they're doing. I, I don't know how it's going to go, but I think Putin has um, had a big surprise, and uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll pull out of there. But I just I don't see that happening. Uh, and and if the West steps in, and then you know China steps in, and and then oh shit, that's I think be probably bad. the like without getting uh, without getting political, I think 
probably the craziest thing out of this whole deal. Um, at least in the last day, it has been like all the noise about Bitcoin. Like you know how they put all the sanctions <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Like this is this is going to be the first real test of how secure Bitcoin is as a cryptocurrency. Because if you know if they can sanction that, that's that kind of is the whole point of how Bitcoin originated, right? Was to be. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess hey, we're going to have question. to see. I've got a question. Shoot. Did either of y'all listen to Logan Kraft's um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre review? So I started to, and I got pulled away. But I would very much. In fact, I might do that after this. Because um, I would imagine that review was a hundred times better than the movie. It was worth it. And all, all, what, one hour and six minutes of his bring up was worth it. Every minute. Every minute was worth it. <laughs> well, that's about 20 minutes less time than the movie was. I think the movie was oh, 84 minutes or something like that. That reminds me, there was a, a new movie on Netflix that I watched last weekend. Do not waste your time with it if you haven't already. It's called um, The Privilege. <laughs> I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard people say it was really good, and I've also heard people say what you just said, that it was terrible. What yeah, was it about? It, so it was, a, I believe it's a German dub. And, you know, honestly, it was so unmemorable. But I, I, I didn't even pay attention to the plot. I, I eventually, like after probably the first twenty-five minutes, just kind of kicked back and grabbed my laptop and was doing other things while it was playing in the background. But it was—I uh, think it was maybe demons, maybe demon. We'll say maybe demons. It's my favorite. Hey, Tony. Tommy. The the um, most valuable players here. I just saw a um, a commercial for something on Netflix, and it was with Will Patton. It's something about a mine, and, and these kids are going out to to I, I don't know figure out what happened many years ago, and there's some kind of like Tully said, it's either a demon or some creature that they've locked in this side of this mine, and it killed Will Patton's kid. I don't know. Maybe okay. a decade or twenty years there's ago. There's something. There's something crazy going on. I, oh. just... I know because... what you're talking about, Rich. I, I just realized what you're talking about. I saw the same thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't that. remember the name, name of the movie. What were you saying, Hathaway? I like. Well, I listened to the latest episode of Sasquatch Chronicles. Um, it comes out on Sunday night, and the guy that was on it is probably around my age, maybe a little bit younger, but um, excuse me, a little bit older. But he was talking about. Him and some friends in um, California, they used to go like hiking down into these mines, and that they were in one, and this creature came walking past them, just looked at them. They did not talk about it for a long time. That um, that the whole little group that they used to go like it was a group of guys that they would go hiking and just you know going around between. Like some spot in like Mount Shasta's where they were pretty much camping and all, but it was a really good episode. But I mean, he said that I mean it like walked by and like looked at them, you know, like 
it had been watching them for a while. Like it, it knew they weren't a threat. I don't know yeah. if are on YouTube, but there's a channel called Nukes that's really huge. It's a like a whole paranormal cryptid channel on YouTube, and there's some terrifying things in those, especially in the Old West mons and stuff, where a lot of people, you know. Yeah, I'm not going into any mines. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hang back, um, like here in, in in the basement and talk to you guys while other people go into the mines and get terrified and eaten by demons and stuff like that. And I'm just gonna hang out here with my beer and my friends and not do that ever. And my guns. Yeah. Oh, I get. Yeah, they're there. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'm not. To me, that's just looking for something. If you yeah. look for something, you're gonna find it. I, I had one experience many years ago, and at some I'm I'm not I don't want to talk about it now, but at some point I w- I will lay down that for you guys. It was it was funky, but insofar as going into mines, I mean you take all the all the cryptid Bigfoot freaking Loch Ness mine monster out of it, and you got a dangerous place, you know. Well, I'm and, more afraid of what I can't see than um any of that stuff. Yeah, gas. I mean, yeah, can't see, can't, can't, methane. <laughs> So, pretty bad. Uh, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. I have I watched, less guts than I did before. I watched one of those movies, like, was it Consent, where they get, it was, it was like, <laughs> based on a true story about these guys that went cave diving and it got filled up with water. And that just terrifies me. That's like a number of things all at once that could yeah. just freak me out. Well, there was... A few years ago, those kids in Thailand was it Thailand? And then yeah. they they were they were like a soccer team, and they went into this cave, and they were about a mile in, and it flooded behind them. Yep. And I, at least one of the guys that tried to save them died. He, he drowned in there trying to get to them. It's People just, who it's do awful. that, I I just don't. You'll see these stories about these guys that go um, scuba diving in these deep dark. Uncharted holes. I I did that for several years. I was a cave diver for so yeah for several years, twelve years. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, but that was you know before I met my wife. It was uh wow. We we would have had our twentieth anniversary in February February second. I mean February yeah second. So that was I don't know the late nineties. What's the creepiest thing you ever saw? Creepy? Um, fish. I mean, I never really saw anything. No, not really. I mean, I saw, I saw a bull ray. It was an enormous stingray. Um, it was six, eight feet across. Um, I saw potato cod when I was in Australia. They were, it was like the size of a Volkswagen. They were enormous. And and they don't, I guess they don't hurt people, but it's still, it's a big fish. I saw Jin Bay, which is a whale shark. Um, we actually had to get out of the water because there was a tiger shark, but I never saw it. Um, but that that wasn't really the cave diving stuff. The cave diving, the, the the most terrifying thing about cave diving is actually the ground. It's silt. If um, if you drop something or like you, you put your light on the ground, then the silt just raises up in the air. And when you flash your light, all it does is flash back and you can have somebody three feet away. You can't see them. But we were always on lines. So when we went cave diving, we put lines down, or somebody else had done it before we went in there. Um, but there's some cool stuff to see. It's it's pretty cool. It's just that um, I was a lot thinner then as well, 
and I could get into the, the, the squidgy places. Uh, but that is what I didn't like. I didn't like when it got tight. And mm. so a lot of times I was just like, yeah, no, I'm out. And I turn around. All the things I don't like. Yeah. So, deep water, small, small it wasn't, combined spots. It wasn't necessarily deep water. Some of it was, I don't know, maybe 50, 60 feet down. But um, it really doesn't matter when you get stuck someplace and, and there's water all around you and you can't see where you are. You start running out of air. Because that was... We were in one of those, I don't know, it was maybe a quarter of a mile into a cave, and something happened, I don't know what happened, a fish, somebody dropped a lighter, whatever, and the silt popped up. And so I'm, I'm, I'm cued to a line, I'm stuck to the line, but still, you can't see anything. And it's just like, it's really bright when you when you flash your, your light around, it's all around you, and it's all it just flashes back, and you can't see anything. So you think you're in a deep, dark cave, but you're, it's super bright because you're flashing all over the place. And then you start looking you know, at your gauges and you see your air go start to go down. Like, I'm out. And I, you just go back the other way. Um, I, I don't know anybody that died, but I would imagine there were a lot of people. There was a guy that I knew that actually passed away on a dive. It's the Andrea Doria. It's a, um, it was a ship that sunk off the coast of Massachusetts many, many years ago hit the Stockholm, which was a Swedish warship, hit it and it sunk. And that's deep and there's lots of current there. So that was I, I did that dive. Um I wasn't there when the guy died. I guess a lot of people have passed away on that dive too. That's a that's a pretty tough dive. It's pretty pretty far down. But I was a Heliox diver at the time, so it wasn't I was never really worried about running out of air. It was the currents and there's nets all over the all over it. It's a, it's a what's funky the, dive. What's a diver? It's a uh, Okay, so it's a special mix. It's not just air. They mix helium with the air, a little nitrogen. Uh, you can get nitrox as well. Um, but it's a special type of air that you breathe. It's not necessarily really air. And what it does is it allows the nitrogen in your blood to get out and get in quicker uh, or at a better pace, not necessarily quicker, but at a better pace than when you decompress when you're actually when you're diving down and you have to do stop or you do not stop on the way down, you stop on the way up. That lets but, you go uh, faster. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Ascending. And you can stay down longer as well, which is nice too. That's somebody else cool. talk. I didn't, I didn't know yeah, that. I didn't either. That's like you're like a rock star. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so it cool. was fun. I mean, I did I did some underwater welding for a while up here, but it's not when I say up. The, the Dos Equis man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. The, the underwater welding stuff, that was uh, that was also, damn, I'm just not fun anymore. That was a long time ago as well. It was good money. Yeah, it was really good, good money. money. It's scary to me. Where else do you go doing that? Hmm. Excuse me. That was mostly up here. Um, I did a little bit of it down in the Gulf of Mexico, but most of it was Massachusetts. Where in the Gulf? Um, off the coast of Louisiana, there was uh, there are well, I was working on these two oil rigs, and when I say oil rigs, they're maybe sixty feet across. They weren't these the big giant ones. They were yeah. really really small ones. Uh, they were little platforms, and we were just rigging buoys and stuff like that, and and just welding iron. When I was a child, we used to well up until my teens, we used to go every summer to Grand Isle. And you see the old rigs off the coast down there? Yeah. 
so I just get a piston. We just go deep sea fishing out by the old rig. And that's, I don't know how I did it now, because I'm scared to go out on the water like that. When you but, said um, Volkswagen earlier, Rich, um, it reminded me, we, we did an episode on Lake Lanier, and there there's like a bridge that goes across Lake Lanier, and there was a, you know those big 18-wheelers that carry uh, animals, like to slaughter, like chickens yeah, and stuff? Yeah, sure. So there, there was a whole 18-wheeler full of chickens that wrecked off that bridge. <laughs> and Swimming the, chickens? <laughs> and the divers went down. They were So they were semi-trapped. Like, I think the door flung open, but they floated up, but the trailer was on its side, so they couldn't get out. And when the divers went down, they said that they couldn't even get to the truck because there were so many of these huge, just like enormous catfish that uh, yeah. they, they claim that they were like as big as cars like that. Uh-huh. They have all that uh, big here. Yeah, I've, I've never seen one that big, but I have seen a six-footer. And that's a big fish. You know, it was a, the, a couple hundred pounds. In the Columbus Lock and Dam um, in Mississippi, the mobsters used to come and drop bodies off. And the and catfish would eat them? catfish would eat them. But they said oh. there were catfish beside the Cadillacs in, in the Columbus Lock and Dam. See, man, man-made lakes like that freak me out. Which I don't know if that, well, obviously that's man-made because of the dam, but they flooded out a whole town in um, London, Kentucky, and it's it's rated probably top five lakes in the U.S. as far as just how beautiful it is and stuff. But they dove it and found whole graveyards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, on that dive, one of the dudes, and this is weird, um, one of the dudes that was diving in this graveyard, one of those big obelisks just fell over on him. Oh, that's no good. No, he didn't Did he kill him. Yeah. yeah, that's terrible. <clears throat> that's awful. We have one of those up here too, but I've never been there. One of the um, flooded towns. Yes, Laura. Yes, Laura. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. I was in my youth. I was younger than you. <laughs> long time ago. So we're going to have to make a meme for Rich now. A, a for meme? Sure. Yeah. Metal uh, AF. <laughs> I keep Rich. stepping over to the side. I can still hear and talk. I just uh, am also I'm multitasking right now with some food. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all do. good. We're just glad you joined us. Yeah, it's good to have you. Yeah, you don't ever get to visit with Tully. What's that? You don't ever get to visit with Tully, do you? I see him every week just before we jump into uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, watching weird. I see him for five, ten minutes anyway. You need to go on Where in the Folk. Um, is it this? When are we going to do the World it, Fair thing? It's still being. Debatable. Yeah. There's yep. a World Fair thing? Yeah, so. <laughs> so, I guess the easiest way. I'm going to grab this book. Okay. So, their next show they're doing, they're researching the. Conspiracies behind the world's fairs. Okay. So, I saw Ben in Black. There's a, the author if you're interested in it. But essentially, basically, the whole 1800s 
appears to not be like what we thought they were. Like they, okay. so they have what the world, they have the world fairs in, all over America in the 1800s, and they claim to throw these cities up in like two years' time, and it looks just like this. Like that's one of the that's a depiction of one of the world's fairs. So it looks like Rome and all of these intricacies and, and lakes and statues and some of them the main building is nothing but glass, like like just something crazy looking. Claim they did it in two years. And the author of this book actually went to several different architects and structural engineers who said that with today's technology that it, it would take five plus years to even just slap something together for superficial looks. Um, mixed with that, um, apparently like Chicago, for instance, there was originally like a floodplain when Chicago was first getting started. And they one of the first ones was in Chicago, and they're trying to say that people with horses and buggies built that in two years. So, very interesting read, first and foremost, but there's just so much to unpack, and there's not really any answers, only speculation. Um, but there's a, there's a, a couple big theories that we're going to try to go into. Um, they're doing a different format with where in the folk. So we're going to be trying that out as soon as uh, Cecil gives the go-ahead. It's actually very interesting. It is. It, it is very interesting. The more I read this book, the, the more um, effed the up more, I get. The more you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The more, the more you know, the less you know when it comes to that. <laughs> Yeah, tomorrow night, um, if you feel like it, you should join him and Morgana and Cecil and maybe Logan to talk about the Philadelphia experiment because I can't make it. Yeah, for sure. Not that that's why you should go, but I mean, <laughs> you're more than welcome to go. Hang on, let me find a pen. I swear I had one right here. And my pen is gone. I was going to say, what time is it tomorrow? I got a thing, but I don't know what time that's going to end. Are you on the He's East Coast? Coast? Yeah. He's on the East Coast. It's it's eight. Eight PM Eastern? Yeah. I might be done by then. It, it'll well, be fun. It, it's it's always fun when we start talking about conspiracies. Well, where would where would the join link be? I'll I'll can get it and Morgana can send it to you. Okay. Everybody say hi to Boudreau because he is crawling in my lap right now. Being a bad <laughs> little boy. Being the butt. Oh, he's man. Now, I, he's now being called Boo Bradley because he's so bad he deserves to be. Uh, <laughs> I can't keep Freya from being on the floor. She's uh, she's She was so good for so long, and like the last week, she's she's just being on the floor. And I, it's, I, I'll get her, and I'll bring her outside. And she, you know, she'll, she's going at the door and whining. Bring her outside, bring her back in. She pees on the floor. I'm like, are you kidding me? Come on. He does that. Speaking of Freya, have you all seen the new Vikings yet? No, I haven't seen it. Nope. Is it good? So far, I'm I'm liking it pretty good. Yeah, Alan said it was good too. I, I think I think if you get past the like the first couple episodes, we're like, eh, 
you know, maybe this was a mistake. And then it, it starts developing people in the storyline and it I'm, I'm on probably six or seven right now and it's pretty good. Huh. That's another one I'm gonna absolutely watch. I always huh. get weird about reboots like that because like Dexter's one of my favorite shows ever and I haven't watched this reboot season because I've heard that it's not very good. I haven't heard but, anything about it and Dexter was a great show, you're right. It was good. I would say that it's worth watching. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It, I, I'm not going to say it's as good as the original, but it's a good it, it's a good way for it to end. It's better than the way it ended before. What I've been doing recently is um, a, a few years ago, my wife and I watched the, the, all the Marvel movies in, in sort of chronicle or timeline order, and I just started doing that again. I don't sleep, so I'm I'm up at I'm, I'm watching it at like between two and three in the morning. And uh, there's a lot of information that you pick up that you didn't pick up before in those nerd movies. So I've been doing that for, I'm only on the, I'll be starting Iron Man tonight. So I think it's the third or fourth one. It's funny. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Uh, I'm I'm interested in this World Fair stuff, I got to tell you. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, man, it, it is a whole rabbit hole to go down because... So what's weird is, so my uncle is a um, retired Marine. He lives uh, within spit distance of Paris Island, so he can still go to the commissary and stuff. But I, I sent him this book as a gift just because he's uh, interested in you know history and definitely not a conspiracy theorist, as you can imagine. Pretty straight-laced, but he he read it and his neighbor is a doctorate. Um, he, he's a professor of history of like, I, I guess, local Beaufort, uh, Charleston top history. And they, they were going to, I guess they go to pick out books at the library together, but, um, they noticed the plaque. And one of these common themes with all of these, uh, all of this architecture is they burned down like a year or two after the world's fair. Like Chicago burnt down. Um, really? What was it? San Francisco had that great fire. What in the uh, Illuminati are you talking about? Holy crap! That sounds great. Well, now I'm very interested. What's the name well, of this yeah, book? It's um, exposing the expositions, and the author is Howdy McCoskey. Exposing the expositions. Yep. Um. But yeah, and they're saying that like, I mean, you saw the architecture. They're saying that burnt down, and it looks literally like it'd be like if you tried to say the Coliseum burnt down. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. interesting. But all that to say, so he he was going to the library, and he sees a plaque after he got done reading the book, and it said that um that it, uh I don't know whether it's Charleston or Beaufort, but one of the two had actually burnt as well around the same period in the 1800s. What? Yep. You, you serious? Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy coincidence. Like he, I don't like believe a coincidence. There are, are more than one of those books. Ancient Rome in America, 1851 uh, to 1915. Exposing the yep. expeditions, expositions. So, huh. And they well, say going down the bunny hole with you, Tully. This yeah. could be interesting. 
I'm gonna have to buy both of these books now. What is it, the first? The first victim of war is the truth. I think is how this goes. And it only takes a generation, sometimes two max, to completely change history by the victors. Uh, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the 1800s might not have been anything like what we thought that they actually were. It's a very interesting theory. Yeah. I like when you, when you pair that with everything that like Tesla was doing and ancient technologies, you think about things that still exist in the world that can't be explained, but like how they were built, things like that. Have you ever listened to anything or read anything about Tesla messing around with, um, what is it, infrasound? Infrasound, no. He was playing around with infrasound, and, you know, him and Mark Twain were, like, really good friends. And Mark Twain always wore that white suit. He, he hit that infrasound and Mark Twain pooped himself. <laughs> now, um, we did a whole, ep- we did two episodes where we went through patents that have been seized by the government or um, the people who applied for the patent were unalive for one reason or another. Unalive? Unalive. <laughs> and, and there was a lot of Tesla related stuff like people trying to pick up his work and move it forward. Um, some of which were like electrical related uh, cancer therapies, which were super effective. Apparently, is it unalived? Really, any cure for cancer unalived? Makes um, you wonder what cancer right. really is. Yeah. Well, some somebody. Claim to have a cure with sound only, which is crazy. I believe it. And a lot of um, like homeopathic doctors, they attribute a lot of our sickness not just to inflammation, but related to parasites that live in our bodies. Like apparently in other countries, it's pretty normal for people, like grown adults, to take. Um, I don't want to say dewormer, but like a some sort of parasitic eliminator every so often, like every couple of years. Like apparently sushi's really bad for it and stuff like that, like raw fish. So stupid. Well, clay but, is supposed to help with that. Just clay. Uh, people will, it comes from, I think, South America. And you can get I, it out here you know, and yeah. mix it in, a, in water and drink it. I've never done it. Uh, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a video of that, of that exact thing, Rich. Damn. The things that we are learning. I know. Yeah. Who knows? And we're winging it, everybody. I hope everybody knows that we're winging it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't be in my kitchen if, <laughs> if we weren't doing it. <laughs> You need to show Rich your skull. Well, that that's going to take a razor knife at least. I, I don't know if I'm up for that right now. I've seen some stuff this week. So. Well, they're, uh, they're not down here anyway. <laughs> but he, he does martial arts. He might be interested in that. Oh, not that's that's the same thing, but, you know. He has some Tibetan monk skulls that have been painted. Oh. Interesting. They're like, they're like uh, 
like Kapalas, like skull caps that have been turned into like prayer honoring type skulls. But huh. neat stuff. It is. It's uh interesting. These are these are actual skull caps. Yeah. Actual yeah. Tibet. Really? Mm-hmm. I would like to see that. Yeah. They're from. Uh, I knew. <laughs> they're from the days when you could still purchase stuff like that on eBay. <laughs> yeah. And now, not so much. No. More, I actually think they, remains. they made it a lot harder to buy secondary stuff like that. Like, I, I think it's still legal for one person to sell it to another person, but it's ridiculously expensive. I can understand why. I mean, it, it would depend on what you're buying. Like, that kind of thing, that's great. But so I can see somebody buying blood. You know, and who knows what the heck is in that blood that, you, that you're buying. There's, there's no way to, there's no way for the FDA to screen that, you know. Yeah. And so they probably have to lump all that stuff together. Um, that way you're not, you're not buying biological waste or hazardous biological parts and stuff like yeah. that. You know, you're not buying some dude's forearm that, you know, <laughs> he lost it on Tuesday and it's Thursday night. You're like, look what I got right here. That's Jeff. That's his forearm. You know. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot it. of the ones that are circulated today are um, probably medically donated yeah. bones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's that weird place in Tennessee that where they train the CSI unit. Have you ever seen that? The the death fields. Yeah. That, yeah. The the what the decom- decomposition field? I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, just to study how people yeah. decompose at different depths. Yep. See, we we think all that stuff's neat, but some people think it's weird. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's a there's actually a huge insect study place down there too, on on which insect which insects uh, will you know eat the body and when and where they lay their eggs and which part of the person they lay their eggs in, and that can tell you know the, the CSI people where it happened and when you know a murder yeah. happened. It's Pretty fascinating, really, if, if you're into that kind of macabre stuff. Yep. Now, doing it is a whole different thing. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I don't want to play with bodies. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Gooey. Not for me. I could sit here in the basement and talk about it. <laughs> Same. Hadley, what have you had going on? My book has been returned, and I'm doing it um, the last go-through for the Audible. That's awesome. So that's what I've been doing, or trying to to do. My What's my guy, who I adore, cannot say ruin. He calls <laughs> it a ruin. So we've got, I've got to go through and find out every time he's said it through the book. Ruin? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. A blue row is a blue rowan. And I was Uh-oh. like, because I asked my friend, I go, is that a regional thing? Because maybe I'm saying it wrong. And she said, no, it's a blue row. <laughs> so, it's a blue uh, rowan. Like, he's whoopsie. from New Orleans. What the heck? He should know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'll be doing all weekend. Yay. That and cleaning the yard so the guy can come mow it next week. Because. Because Boo Bradley has taken all of his toys outside, <laughs> yeah. and all and and every left shoe I have, he doesn't want a thing to do with the right shoes. He just takes the left. 
it's nowhere near even beginning to grow here yet. Really? Uh, where are yeah. you, Tully? I'm in Kentucky, but like 20 minutes away from Cincinnati. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm on the I'm on the East Coast, just south of Austin, and it's oh, okay. cold. It's cold here right oh, no. now. It's, it's 25 degrees. I'm looking right there. It's gonna be in the 80s in the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah, we don't have anything like no. that right now. We got no, three no. months away from that. It's it's thirty three here now. I feel like we I feel like we might be in our second fake fake spring and that we're gonna have like the third real winter come. Yeah, it got day. cold down there for you, didn't it, for a while? It but it hasn't been unseasonably warm this year. It's never really got too cold. Um so it's been weird. It's, it's been real weird. I know it got real cold down in Texas, and people were unprepared for it. That was, yeah. I mean, n- not the really bad one last year, but even recently, it was. Uh, yeah. It was. It was real cold. Well, down. We, we had a couple of, but then again, like two days later, it would be eighty. That's why I'm sick and can't get better. It's it's a time of year where, like yeah. yesterday, it was almost seventy degrees, and now it's thirty. So, mm-hmm. and see, that's what it does here. Um, those, that's the kind of weather we, when we have cold weather, it's like that. We get that as well. Uh, just not actually earlier in the week, it was like that, but it's been, it's been pretty cold for the past year. It was, it snowed this morning. It snowed a little, just spitting, but, um, this past weekend it, it snowed. We got like four inches and the weekend before it snowed again and there was like 10 inches. So yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, uh. It's unfun. I crashed my truck because of it. I was pulling what? into oh yeah, I was pulling into the driveway and and my daughter's boyfriend had her had his car parked there and it was sort a little bit of an angle because it was all ice on the other side and so I pulled in. I got a stump on this side of the driveway that that we had a, an enormous seventy foot oak tree taken down, so it's a big stump and I didn't want to hit the stump and I didn't want to hit his car, so I lined it up and I pulled up and what happened was I slid back on the ice. And I had moved over, and I didn't know it. I just pulled forward. The whole passenger side is wrecked. Oh. So it's uh, plus my truck is black and his car is white. So do the math. It was it's oh. awful. Big long dent, bunch of scratches. So. Yay! When that happened? Uh, that was Monday night. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, That's like nice. a bad feeling too. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, it does. So I called the insurance company and. Yeah, but nobody wants to hear this. It's it's it was unpleasant. <laughs> nobody wants to hear about my insurance company woes. Yeah, I, I I definitely know the feeling of the slow the slow wreck. Like it's almost a feeling of, of impending doom. Yeah. Uh, like I, I had a, a Jeep and which granted I was horsing around with it. Uh there was this huge mountain and there was a gravel road that spiraled all the way up the mountain. So me as a 23-year-old, I decided that it was a good idea to drift all the way up the mountain on the gravel. <laughs> and How'd that go? <laughs> I, I made it to the top, and they had, I guess, graded it recently. So a lot of the gravel was on the side, like right on the edge of the mountain. And my tire caught it, and it all just gave away. And when it gave away, 
the front end of the Jeep comes up like this, like a roller coaster, to where I'm just staring down this mountain to see oh, all the time. <laughs> the only time in my life I've ever been happy to hit a tree or I would have rolled down the whole mountain. I probably wouldn't oh, be no. here. <laughs> yeah, that would have been unpleasant. Well, I'm glad for that tree. Same. And um cool thing about old Jeeps, flipped it back over, had one of my buddies with a chain, flipped it back over, kicked the windshield out, and drove it home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what there's year? nothing to crumple. <laughs> what yeah. year was it? Um, This was, I think, a 90. Sad. I mean, it's old now. You know what I mean? I could I could get a, a historic uh, license plate on that now. I know, right? Don't make me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my first car was a 1974 Buick Regal. So. How many bodies did you put in the trunk of that big thing? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I would never do such a thing. I had a Plymouth Barracuda for a while. That was a beautiful car. 1970 and a half. Yeah, that, that was great. I sold a 426 Emmy. Sold that, man. Bought it for 50 bucks. Sold it for 15 grand. So, pretty good. I'll take that yeah. any day. Yeah. 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 Man, I missed that car, though. My car dad, did wheelies. <laughs> my dad was a Corvette man. He had, um, when, actually, like the first or second date he took my mom on was to watch him race. He used to race Corvettes back in the day. Well, cool. I guess it, I guess it worked because they had you, right? Um, so, damn. Many, many moons later. Yeah, she, she, she told me the secret was she never would have dated him if he hadn't had that car. Like, <laughs> things you should probably keep to yourself, Mom. But Damn. she liked fast cars. He liked fast women. What can I say? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in trouble now. Yeah. Damn, damn. No, seriously, I've got, I've got a picture of him with his um, Corvette that he had. He had a Playboy bunny thing on the front. And she said, "Yeah, when they took and he took took her home to Louisiana, they thought she was a Playboy bunny." <laughs> That's funny. She is hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I guess that's gonna do it. We're right at like forty-five minutes, so um, I'm not gonna keep you. I know, Tully. I'm sorry I interrupted your dinner. Oh, you're fine. Thanks for jumping on with us. Yeah, man. Thanks for helping. Yeah. yeah. Um. If you're free tomorrow, Rich, jump on, man. I uh. Yeah. Have. I guess I don't know where you can put the link such that I could uh. Um, jump in. Does Morgana, Morgana have my get, email? Yeah. I can get it to her. Yeah, get it to her, and she can send it in. If my thing is done by then, I will. I will jump on. I don't. I have no plans tomorrow night. So. So I, I'd like to talk to you guys. Oh, yeah. thanks, Tony. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Lana. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We appreciate y'all so much. And we yeah, sorry just, we missed it. We come just to see your smiling faces that we don't Absolutely. get to see. But anyway, so, Rich, what are you working on? Oh, you know, so nothing, really. Uh, I've been I've been working very long hours um, just to make up for when I missed when I was sick. So I, I was real sick, so I try and work real hard to try and make up that time and uh i got my book back jeez it, it had to be early december from severed and i'm supposed to go in and 
they made edits and I'm supposed to okay them, but I just, I honestly, I just haven't with what's been going on. I haven't been able to get to it. That's so I got up, I got to page, I think 32 of 181 and I'm just, I haven't touched it in a week. So I, I got to talk to my guy and tell him, Hey, uh, I can't get to it. So maybe they'll just publish it as is. I'm not sure. I'd like to, I'd like to go through it, the whole thing, but it's going to take a month to do that. <laughs> Kind of how I feel about ruin and ruin. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I do. I do. Their their editor is phenomenal. She catches everything, which is great because I really suck. So she catches all that good stuff. But uh, some of it I don't want changed, and but most of it I do. So just saying, yeah, do it. That's I, I would miss a few things that way, but I'm getting there. I'm actually on the fence about just telling them to do that. Just yeah, just go for it. Hey, Mark Edie. Hey, Mark. Well, my first book is going to be on Audible, hopefully in the next couple of weeks or by April. Hopefully by my birthday at least. So that's coming up. And at that point in time, I'm going to send Henry Tully and Rick Rossici both of my books on Audible so they have to listen to them. Oh, okay. Then they can, you know, Make me feel like I'm incompetent, but <laughs> how so? Why would I'm, you say I'm, that? I'm not as good as y'all are. In, oh, please! In, in way, perform, but I'm not even an author. I don't even yeah. know what you're talking about. I want you to read it because I know that you're going to love how weird I am. But um, but I yeah. actually, I must confess, I haven't read it yet. So um, I I would very much like to. Well, I, I, under no pressure, but I will send the audible so you can listen to it. And I, it really is just me sharing my crazy inner thoughts with y'all, so you see how again weird I am. So, but anyway, right in. Love you guys. Love all of our fans, and we will see you this time next week when hopefully we will be watching Snatch and Rock and Lola. So, stay weird, guys. See ya. Take care, everybody. You have been listening to Watching Weird, a segment of the Weird Realities Podcast. Join Alan, Scott, Rich, and Hadley every Thursday on Facebook Live as they dissect, debate, and discuss their favorite and not-so-favorite movies. Until then, stay weird. Weird Realities Podcast is made possible by Lauren Smith, producer, with Night Callers Production and Logan Craft with Beaver Hook Productions.